Welcome back, Bitcoin Accumulation Country. I'm your host, Coin Icarus. This is the Fun with Bitcoin podcast, sponsored by Crypto Cloaks 3D Printing. Check them out for all your 3D printing needs at CryptoCloaks.com. And also sponsored by CoinBeast. Check them out at CoinBeast.com. Um, they've got a lot of really high-end Bitcoin resources. And as well, if you want to maybe sit down and have a chat with um, somebody who's very well experienced in you know Bitcoin taxes or mining, there's many different topics uh, that they have resources on, and you can sit down and have a one-on-one -on -one with them. Check them out, coinbeast.com. All right, we're done with the ads. Let's get into it. Um, I sat down with fellow Bitcoiner and meme lord, Spinte Hoddle, and, or is it's just Spinte. I, I think it's just Spinte. Anyways, uh, we sat down, we had a great chat, and I'm not going to bore you with more stuff. Here we go. Here is my awesome conversation with Spin Day. Start the recording, and it started. I, I don't record through Zoom, so that's why you don't see a recording. It's I, I do it through OBS Studio. Anyways, mm -hmm. okay, here we go. Three, two, one. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Fun with Bitcoin podcast. I'm your host, Coin Icarus, or Phil. And joining me today is fellow toxic Bitcoiner, pleb, meme lord, Spinte. And man, I am super happy and grateful for you to join me on my podcast. This is really cool. We had you, uh, you know, Bitvolt and I had you on Simply Bitcoin. And I feel like we had, you know, like a little bit of a connection. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love your tweets. Uh, I think you put out a lot of great memes out there. So man, honored to have you on. Let's do it. Hello, I am happy to be here. Very cool. Very cool. So look, uh, Spinte, we are going to dive in right, you know, we're going to start off with your uh, your rabbit hole story, man. This is uh, your first time on the podcast and it's tradition, you know, like, uh, where were you before Bitcoin and how did you get here? Yeah, look, well, I was a software developer and um, I had some money left aside and I didn't know what to do with them. I was, I didn't have a lot of money because I couldn't buy a house or you know, and the the other option was to invest it uh, in the stock market. And, uh, you know, um, I thought, okay, how, how does this work? I put my money in a broker and the broker buys the stock for me. Um, okay, so how, how do I know that the broker really bought the stock for me? I, I, I don't know. He could just put the numbers there on the screen and I cannot see, you know, if he was uh, doing that. I, I cannot check it. I cannot verify. Mm. So I wanted to buy Tesla stock <laughs> and um, <laughs> a lot of Bitcoiners buy that stock, I noticed. And uh, I started to look for alternatives and that's how I heard about uh, Bitcoin. I'm the 20... I'm the 17 class. Nice. And we came in around the same time, my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I heard about Bitcoin and I started, okay, I'm a software developer. I want to know how this thing works. You know, I, all the people say, oh, look, this is decentralized. No one can mess with it. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's the future of money and so on. And I was like, okay, uh, let me see how it works. Let me verify. 
and I started, you know, I started uh, learning about it and it was an amazing journey for me to learn how it works because, you know, as a software developer, everyone thinks that if you're a programmer, if you're in, into IT, you, it's easy for you to understand how Bitcoin works, but it's not like that, you know, everything, Bitcoin is, is a new, a new thing. It's revolutionary and you kind of have to know a lot of stuff to put it together to understand how it works. And I, you know, like I started from ground up. I didn't know a lot of, a lot about cryptography, public key, private key, uh, so on, uh, proof of work. I had to learn everything from zero and you know, I took some time off from my work, like a couple of weeks, and I was amazed after putting it all together and understanding how it works and why it can be messed with. And, you know, um, I was mind blown. It was <laughs> a feeling that I cannot replicate and I don't think I will be able to replicate it again. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's how I ended up uh, with in Bitcoin. <laughs> Man, I, I I love it, and and I totally agree. Right, I when I got into it too, like when when I had that aha moment, it is definitely something that is you know kind of you know not reproducible, right? Like as yeah. soon as you get it and the light turns on, you got it. But I, I want to go back uh, just to ask you if it's okay. What uh, what kind of you said that uh, you're a software dev? What if you don't mind me asking? What did you work on? Like what type of software were you were you developing or helping develop? Um, mostly open source. Um, I, I didn't had. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff web, but also uh, some C sharp and. Um, but I I'm that that, that kind of guy that uh, uh, can do anything. I just. Um, you know, I, I'll just have to read the docs and I'll manage it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I get that. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, um, so it's interesting, right, what you mentioned about stocks, right, and how they work. Because essentially, stocks, um, you know, you used to actually get a stock certificate once upon a time. Uh, like when I first started buying stocks, this is, you know, this is where people figure out my age. Once upon a time. I got stock certificates like you'd actually get a certificate in the mail, um, you know, that 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 had, you know, that that was redeemable. Right. And the, and the you know, they figured out a way to get rid of that. You no longer get any certificates. And essentially the broker themselves only holds an IOU. Exactly. So it's very scary stuff. And there has been instances I wish I could remember, um, you know, for anybody listening, you know, you definitely hit me up if you remember. But um, there was a company, there's probably been a few companies, but there was one in recent history that did exactly that. They oversold their shares. Yeah. And I knew about that. And I was asking myself, OK, how, how do I know that this broker where I, I will put my money in, how do I know he won't run with the money at some point in the future? You, you, you don't know. You don't know. You have to risk it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there are unfortunately instances of people who have bought fake shares, right? Um, you know, people who received fake statements, you know, about earnings and, and stuff like that. It, it's very dangerous. Um, yeah. 
man, it, it definitely is. Um, but I, you know, oh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm from a very poor and corrupt country and I had trust issues, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to trust you that uh, you'll buy the stock for me. I don't care, you know, how big you are or how appreciated you are in, on, on the market. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. let, so let me ask you this, um, uh, because of what you just mentioned, I mean, that that means like it was probably I feel like not only being into technology, but coming uh, from a, a, you know, like a, a difficult, like, you know, a poor, corrupt country. Bitcoin, I, I think like it, I feel like when you saw it, it, it must have it couldn't have taken that long for you to get it. Because, you know, you already I like, you know, you already understood the importance of, you know, censorship and broken money. Yeah, look, this is something that I would say to anyone that wants to learn how Bitcoin works. You don't need to be a programmer or software dev to understand how it works. You just need to be curious and to have some patience. Because um, when I started learning about Bitcoin, I, I was reading a lot of stuff and not always I understood how a certain thing worked. And I had to read multiple articles watch multiple videos about proof of works, for example. And mm -hmm. even after you think you understand something like proof of work, you just have to keep on uh, listening to other articles, other tutorials, other videos, because you might think you understand how it works, but you might uh, notice that you, you didn't understood well how it works. So. You just have to read and be patient and, you know, be curious about how stuff works and you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah, man, that that's, you know, that's beautiful. And Bitcoin is like an onion, right? There's so many different layers. And I have to admit, in my own experience, quite often, I, I never think that I know everything right like I, I just never think that anyways just in general regardless of bitcoin but especially with bitcoin i find it incredibly humbling because people are always teaching you know like people are always teaching me you know like it's you 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 know you read their you read their comments back and you think that you understand something you know about transactions you know or about utxos or you know about the genesis block and then you end up learning something completely new you know it's it's like and that you you never knew you know, you thought that you understood it, but really you didn't you didn't quite get it. Exactly. You get a new perspective. You understand better. You go deeper and it never ends. You, you always can learn something new. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. A hundred percent. So so yeah. look, so you got into Bitcoin in 2017. Um, but what is it that got you to to start memeing? Because your your memes are pretty like um, you know, like there's like some people who do like light fluffy shit, you know, that's like kind of just light and fluffy and fun and stuff like your, your stuff can be like, your stuff can be pretty aggressive and like hardcore. Like, what is it that got you to like, why are you memeing in Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't know how I ended up uh, memeing. I love memes. Um, and, um, to be able to meme right, you have to understand how stuff works and you have to have a sense of humor. And that's the combination that uh, can, uh, you know, can make you a good memer, I think. I, I don't think I'm a good memer. I think I'm cringy at times maybe. And 
but I'm I'm always improving myself and um, you know you you can learn a lot from the memes I I learned a lot from the memes not only from the Bitcoin memes but also from other memes that I I see on the net and um, what can I say man like, uh, I love memes and you know look um, for me memes are like stand-up comedy but they're you know the concentrated form of a stand-up comedy you know it's like a truth bomb and a joke in the same time you can't get more compressed information <laughs> man i like that i like that man memes are like stand-up comedy like it's no, yeah. that, that, that that's a very good point you know that absolutely excellent point um so let me ask you this because we, we've been seeing a lot because we've been seeing a lot of garbage, right? Like uh, on, on Twitter, like I find it's interesting, right? Like when the Bitcoin price goes like stagnant, flat or down, like all of a sudden the battles increase because I guess like people just have more time. But, there's, yeah. you know, there's a big discussion and, and I feel like you have a, a pretty strong, like, you know, a strong opinion on it. But, you know, there's pretty big discussion about, you know, Bitcoin maximalist toxicity you know, and there's also some discussion, right, around, you know, around plebs and, you know, people trying to define, you know, what plebs are. So, you know what, like, first of all, like, what's your take? What, what's your take on Bitcoin? And actually, you know what, even before I say that, I just want to let you know, because I, I wanted to say this to you before. We at Simply Bitcoin love your memes. OK, so thank you. Yeah, they are awesome. But to go back to the, the Bitcoin toxicity thing is well, what do you think about it? Is is Bitcoin toxicity like? Is it is it bad for Bitcoin? Is it good for Bitcoin? What 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 are your thoughts on it? Look, I don't see it as toxicity. I see it. Just let me give you an example. Often I I, I enter in debates with shitcoiners, and I'm very polite with them, and I just tell the truth, and I'm not even aggressive, and I'm not shitting on anyone. I just tell them how it works and they believe that I am toxic and I'm, I'm aggressive and look I'm I'm just trying to make you see that make you consider you might need might be wrong so I'm I don't know what the toxicity I'm, I'm not aggressive I, I don't think I'm aggressive I don't think I'm bullshitting on people I don't think I you know or, or, or at least I try to avoid being you know, uh, telling bad words and so on. Like uh, people confuse toxicity with being mean and using bad words and so on. But I often see that, you know, we just say the, the truth, how it is, and we are considered, you know, crazy and toxic and a cult. <laughs> oh yeah, exa exactly right. And, and so, okay. So a cult, right? Is that so? I've asked people this before. What do you think, though? Is that good or bad in your in your opinion, or does it not matter? I I, I don't think it matters, but it depends on how you define a cult, right? Like what 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 is a cult in your opinion? Is it a belief in something that uh, is without proof? Is that a cult? Because, you know, if that, that you, that's how you define a cult, then we are not a cult. We just say things how they are. We say the truth. 
we try to explain to people how stuff works and that can be a quote that that's just information it's i don't know you know you know what i i i figured while you were explaining that okay i went to go google right what what is a cult yeah. right so so here we go right a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object the other another definition is a relatively small group of people Keep in mind, there's 150 million Bitcoiners out there. So at least that, that's approximate number that I got last time. Um, yeah. So I don't think that's a very small group. Having religious beliefs which uh, or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. Okay, so so hold on a second. Let's, let's go with that. So yeah. is, it, is it strange or sinister to desire not to have a central entity devalue the money that you worked for essentially devaluing the only thing that we have on this planet which is our time like is is that is that sinister or strange man that that's right? such a deep rabbit hole <laughs> no but right like so so how are we how is that how are we a cult by that definition we we are not yeah you know we are not we're not i, I think we it's I, I think the fiaters are are cultists by deciding, yeah. by deciding to, you know, to go and believe in something that is strange and sinister. Yes, it is strange and sinister to actively decide to be a prisoner of garbage money and to, and to hand these people your time for free, you know? Yeah, look, uh, I think that if you're telling to the people um, the truth, how it is, like, look, you're just a tax slave on a property that's not even owned by you you're owned by the government and you're a tax slave and wake up people will say you you're crazy how, how can you say that we're free but if you go with you know go to the first principles like tell them okay do, do you think it's okay for me to steal from you no do you think it's okay for me to extort you no no do you think if if I come every year to your house and I demand you give me a certain portion of your income of your money and if you don't I'm going to throw you in a cage and destroy your life do you think that's okay they'll say no everyone says no and from from there you have to take them step by step to the reality where they are actually you know they are slaves of the government and maybe they won't accept that at the beginning but at least you'll try to put some seeds in their mind and in time they'll come to realize that because look even even we we don't own ourselves you know when the state says that you can do this you can't eat this you can't smoke this well, like, how, how can you tell me what I can smoke, what I can do with my own body? How can you tell me that it's my own body, you know? Uh, how, how can you tell me that, yeah, I'm not your property. You can tell me what I can do with my body or with my, with my money, you know? Like, this is yeah. crazy. When you realize this, it's like, we're, what's happening with the world? Like, everyone's saying that, oh government is needed we can't have roads without government and so on like why why don't why can't we have roads without the government because the government is not building the roads why can't we pay for accessing a road 
Like, it's true. No, you're absolutely right. Like, like uh, imagine, you know, imagine um, the internet. Like when you access a website, you don't pay for accessing it because you know there are a lot, it's a lot of competition and the website is monetizing the the content with ads and if we would have a free world it's very probable that the the roads would be free but you will have a lot of advertisement on the every on every side of the road so yeah you would have a lot of advertisement but you know you will be able to go on the roads freely. I think that's possible. If you let the people build the roads and do what, whatever they want to do, you know, it's, it's simple. You, you should be able to do anything you want as long as it don't affect the other person. What they have to me, that, oh, sorry. That's, 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 that's how it should, we should work on. That's how it should be. And what's, what else? What else can I say about this? Uh, it's mind blowing the mm. amount of theft the government does. Like, I saw some programs uh, with software that the government wants to implement in our country, and I know how much those programs really uh, how, how amount of money they are worth. How much? What What's the amount of money you need to have to do them and they are pumping the numbers up like 99% of the money it's theft like oh, yeah. you could do the same the same project with 1% of the money it's really amazing how much theft there is and the whole thing boils down to coercion like you 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 are forcing the people to behave the way you think they should behave and that's not right. That's not right. That, that, it's, it's, it's not okay to force people to do stuff. Like to me, everyone thinks that the government cannot exist without fiat or uh, the government cannot exist without forcing people to do stuff. But, you know, with this thing with El Salvador, I think, I think the government can exist without you know uh, robbing people and extorting them and stealing from them because you know the government has a lot of land and if we were to live in a free and civilized society where no one would force you to do stuff uh, then the government will have to make an income with the resources it has like all the land, all the forests, all, all the beaches, um, even with the desert. If you're a government that has a lot of desert, you can put solar panels there and mine Bitcoin and you can have your army and you can have protect the people like that without the need to extort them. And with the roads, it's the same thing. Like the government has a lot of roads. They will just uh, ask you to pay in order to access their infrastructure. That's it. And the government can can exist and can, you know, work without extorting people. And you know, there are two sides of of the story. Like, imagine you have a kid. You can make him do stuff in two ways. You can 
beat him up if you don't agree with what he does and if you want him to do something and he does doesn't want to do that you can beat him up you can slap him and that's that's not good you know violence is not good and there's another option to offer him something to offer him a present or to offer him a candy for good behavior that's positive reinforcement it's positive and negative reinforcement and our society it's built on negative reinforcement the government is throwing you in jail because because you smoked a weed or you sold your body uh the government slaps you because you didn't do something they wanted you to not do and that's that's not good that's evil that's not right and i think we could have a society where the government it's not forcing you to do anything but it's rewarding you for good behavior like offering you a bonus at the end of the year for not breaking the law and not uh, not not if if you did, didn't end up in hospital for being too drunk or drinking too much alcohol <laughs> or smoking uh something then you get a small bonus from the government because if you would do that then it would cost government more and that's how government could incentivize people to do the right stuff without punishing them with positive reinforcement with offering them you know the candy i think that that's that's better you know that's the right way that's the fair way and that's you know in in accordance with the natural law like to me it's simple it's 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 not okay to coerce people to do stuff just because you think that you know something is good or something is right or something is bad that's it it was a long rant and <laughs> Dude, I love it. And I actually, I'm done. <laughs> no, man, I love it because I want to go back to a couple of things that, that, that you said. Um, okay, so what I see and what you explained, right, is cooperation versus coercion, right? Because when you force people to do things, right, through the threat of violence or intimidation, that, that, that's coercion. Um, yeah. You know, so th there's definitely that difference. Uh, the other thing is this, right, about the roads, the government, right, like the government, for whatever reason, um, they need us to believe that these things, that we cannot cooperate to make these things work. So for some reason, there were fucking roads before the governments. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so, okay, so let's say there was no government and you wanted to travel from one part of the country to the other. Do you not think that people would come together? discuss how they can as a as a society build a road that goes from one end to the other exactly right exactly. it's like so right. look right now we chose the path of government to do that and we saw we see what happens with the path of of this the, these ever increasing governments there's a lot of waste there's no accountability and um they don't give a shit they just don't yeah. give a shit and they'll just charge you more taxes and you're going to get what we get is because we are not the customers of the government. Um, so what we get is poor service. So to your point on a Bitcoin standard, 
okay, where they can't just inflate and produce all kinds of garbage money to fund all their stupid ideas, they would now have to provide value. They would have to provide a valuable service to their constituents. Because they, you know what I mean? Like, they can no longer censor your money. They can no longer freeze your accounts. They can no longer, through the threat of violence or intimidation, stop you from transacting value. And as a result, they now have to provide value so that you are willing to pay them. Exactly. Right? Yeah, but I think it would be a long road. Oh, yeah, big time. They're they, not giving yeah. up easy. Yeah. They will increase property taxes, and I don't know if you know, but here in Europe, we have VAT, which is a tax for every transaction. Like, you have to pay, like, 20% for oh, yeah. buying a piece of bread or buying a car. I'm from Canada, and, so I have the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they can ramp that up. <laughs> and uh, it, it will be a long battle, but... Uh, I think with Bitcoin and with technology, uh, you know, we, we will be able to to survive and to improve the world and to get out of this. Uh, really, it's 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 worse than being uh, cattle. Like the rancher, when he has cattle, he's watching over them. If a cattle is sick. He's trying to cure it. If a cattle needs water, it'll provide water. And the cattle life, cattle life is good. Like, because I'm comparing myself with a cattle and look, the government doesn't give a shit if I don't have money for the next month, if I'm sick and I need something. The government doesn't give a shit about me. It's just interesting when I make money, just interested to extract that value that I work for. And that's it. That's all. That's that's all their interest. How how they can make more money over you and they don't really care what you need or what you want or, you know, what you think. They don't care. They just want the money. That's right. That's it. They're gatekeepers. Yeah. That so I want to go back to, because we, we totally sidetracked. We started off about Bitcoin maximalism, and then we somehow went into cults, and then we somehow went into the government with, yeah. with the roads. So we're, <laughs> we're going to go back to the, uh, um, the cult. Um, okay, so the other definition of cult, the, the first one, right, is a system yeah. of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Okay. So I think that this is where the shitcoiners, right? People like Jason Kalakanak, I can't pronounce his name, Kalak, I don't know what, okay? Um, guys like this, right? These like Silicon Valley venture capitalists that sit there and think that like, you know, we're a cult and, you know, that toxic maximalism is destroying Bitcoin and all this crap. They try to sell this, this narrative because they think that that's what we are. They think that we you know, are devoted to this particular figure or object. But what people don't realize is, is that, okay, Bitcoin just so happens to have all of these qualities which we desire above others, these qualities that cannot be found in other, in other things that exist. So it's not, it's not that we are quote unquote, uh, you know, 
um, devoted to the brand of Bitcoin. See, that, that's what they want you to think. That's exactly what they want you to think because they want us to think in their terms, which is everything is for fucking sale and everything is crap that can be produced. So, you know, with Bitcoin, there's you have to actually provide value to the ecosystem, whereas these people, you know, all they got to do is try to make up some bullshit app that's new and cool, right? They want you to yeah. see it as this trinket. And that's why I think that by calling us a cult and specifically saying that we are, you know, um, that, that we are, you know, obsessed or, you know, fans of specifically Bitcoin, I think they're trying to frame it as a brand, not understanding that Bitcoin is way more than a logo and a brand. It, it, it's much more than that because it allows us to do something with our value and our time that we haven't been able to do yet this well. So these people are scared. These people are absolutely scared because for the first time, I think that they are actually going to, they're wondering how the, how the fuck am I going to provide value when all I've ever done, <laughs> when all I've ever done is taken from everyone. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, you're right. You're right. There are people like that. And I think there are also people that, you know, they watch us, they listen to us and we're saying like, look, this thing is revolutionary. It will save us. It will save the world. It is amazing. It's the best thing that could happen to humanity. And they associate that with, uh, you know, Christianity where the Christians say, oh, look, Jesus will save you. It's, it's the best thing you, you could trust. Uh, God is above all. Uh, we should all follow the path and we'll, we'll end up in heaven. I uh, will have a better society and so on. And these people, you know, see us and they think about Christians, hardcore Christians, and they, think, uh, they kind of look like they're the same. They're a cult. <laughs> and... <laughs> I think there are people like that because, you know, I, I also spoke with some friends and they said the same thing. Like they thought I was crazy. <laughs> of course, we're all nuts, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. I think I think there, there are uh, evil people that want to, you know, uh, make us look crazy. And I think that they're people that don't know a lot of stuff and they're not, uh, they didn't learn about it. They didn't heard about it that much and look at us and like we are way ahead of them and they think uh, we're crazy, we're a cult. And I think that's, for me, that's the two categories that uh, we have here, yeah. So this, this leads perfectly, right, into, into, into what is a pleb. Um, I, I think it does. Right. Um, so I've been thinking about this a lot and I've been engaging people and people have, you know, I've been reading through a lot of different threads and I, I feel like there's this, this narrative that's being put out there that like that, that somehow being, being a pleb is a, is a bad thing. And I, I just, I'd like to get, you know, some of your thoughts on, you know, what do you think, what do you think uh, a Bitcoin pleb is? And um, are, are we, you know, 
are we necessary? I mean, I, I sometimes think that we, we kind of keep the influencers in check, you know, because we just, so yeah, let me know your thoughts and then we'll go on this. Yeah. We keep influencers in check a hundred percent and we're like, we're, we're, um, doing amazing job. Like, look, for me, pleb life is amazing. And I, I'll give you two reasons for two reasons for this. Like, think about uh, a greedy guy. Like, I'm a greedy, you know. Um, okay, you know, if you're greedy, you will love pleb life because uh, if you put a lot of your money and your time in Bitcoin and you live, you'll uh, live a pleb life, a poor life, <laughs> a poor real life. Uh, you'll get a lot more value uh, way ahead in the future. So by even by being greedy and embracing pleb life, you do a lot more for yourself than you would think uh, you would think otherwise. So if you're greedy, if you're a greedy bastard, you should embrace pleb life because you will end up way richer than you think. <laughs> And also, <laughs> and also, pleb life is for those that are very long-term thinkers. Like, think about your kids and your kids' kids. You're by embracing the pleb life and you know putting your energy in the best asset humanity knows. You will make their their life way easier and way nicer and. Not only that, you know, it's not only for your kids and your kids' kids. It's also for the humanity. By embracing pleb life, you you bring Bitcoin standard closer to reality. And Bitcoin standard is the thing that will change humanity and will bring peace and a better world. So you're doing a lot of good stuff by embracing pleb life. And for those people that have kids or think of having kids, like think about um, $1,000 invested in S&P like 30 years ago. Uh, it, it's, it's small steps that can, along the road, lead to huge gains. And think, you know, you're at your kids' kids. If you... Make a sac sacrifice now. Think about that. Your sacrifice will be worth so much for your kids and for your kids' kids. It's the compounding interest, the compounding in value that will change their life. And even, even the price of a car or the price of a phone, put it in Bitcoin, if you're that guy that thinks about ancestor and descendants, make them proud, you should embrace pleb life and buy. And, you know, plebs, they're, they're the guys that will not, 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 you're not doing this only for you. Like they're also helping Bitcoin, helping the ecosystem, helping Bitcoin standard adoption. And you're doing a lot of stuff. You're doing, by embracing pleb life, you, you are doing it for you, for your kids, for the society, for humanity. You, it's amazing. Play, play life is amazing. And 
very few people understand this you know i love it's, that it, yeah you you're doing so many stuff by looking at this by doing this by stacking you're you're doing a lot of stuff that will have a huge impact in the future a huge impact so for me pleb life it's amazing embrace it and also it's an, it's another thing like if if you are rich and you brag about it you put a target on your head if you're a bitcoiner and you brag about it you put a target on your head you know you i would not feel safe to to tell everyone uh you know everything that uh i do or i think or you know i, I would not feel safe because if, even if you know i don't have much value in bitcoin but this value could end up being worth a lot in the future in 30 years like even my kids they could not be safe by me saying that i bought bitcoin and i have this much bitcoin now even if it's a, it's not a lot of bitcoin it's a few sets you know those sets could end up worth a lot and even your kids could be in danger by you bragging about it uh, and showing off and so on your kids could be in danger some evil guy or evil entity could see oh look this guy he, he had a lot of bitcoin uh, okay he's not alive but maybe his his kids they're alive let's check them out you know yeah just embrace pleb life it's a way of living in it's it's really very deep and it's it's amazing it's amazing embrace pleb, pleb life dude i love it man i never uh, I, I never heard such uh you know such a um an interesting way of uh, of looking at it and i just want to add you know um that at the same time you know what people what people don't understand is being a pleb right is it's it's just all it is is just accepting that yeah you know what we're all just everyday people and you know we appreciate bitcoin's qualities and we are here for bitcoin like at the same time what does being here for bitcoin mean there's an aspect of greed in every single person okay there's nothing wrong with it the question is, is how greedy are you and how does it affect your life? Is it a positive? Is it a, is it a positive thing in your life or is it a negative thing in your life where the amount of greed that you have pushes everybody away and makes you stand on a pedestal? There's different degrees of greed and everybody has that. And our greed can be used constructively or deconstructively. And I, I just believe that, um, you know, not to go too far on a tangent. I just believe that in terms of plebs, we are we are we are using what we believe you know our our greed for good. You know, we we're not we're not sitting here and trying to necessarily gain uh, an audience where we can then go and influence people to you know buy shitty products, you know, or buy you know useless services that they don't really need. Um, you know, try to you know put up narratives to scare them, let's say, who knows? I, I just think, you know, it's just like, we're here to learn. We're here to, you know, we're here to embrace Bitcoin and the ecosystem that's growing around it. And those of us that are here for the reasons of one day, you know, everybody may be transacting on Bitcoin uh, or the base layer of money in the world is Bitcoin. For those of us that are here for that, well, that's our idea of Bitcoin going 
quote unquote up in value. It's not that we're going to dump it for some shitcoin fiat, right? That we've all been accustomed to. It's that Bitcoin on itself will be used to transact and it will have its own full ecosystem. Yeah, and I want to tell something about the Bitcoin price because uh, there are a lot of people that think, oh, you know, Bitcoin is, I don't know how much is now, hundred. let's say 100,000. It, it's not going to grow a lot. Uh, you better gamble on shit coins. You make more money. Uh, and I, I want to say something about that. It, it's, it's very wrong because, look, in, if you're into trading and investing, you know that S&P 500 is the best asset that you could buy and you only need to buy it, invest in it, and it will appreciate. It's the economy of the, the, the US and that's all that you need to do. And there are a lot of people that try to beat S&P and they can't. So imagine Bitcoin being a lot better than S&P when we will be on the Bitcoin standard, there will be a lot of people that will try to beat the Bitcoin gains the, the, and they won't be able to because it will be the best asset there is and there will ever be. You won't be you won't, it will be extremely hard to beat Bitcoin, even after the Bitcoin standard. Like, Look, when, when we were on the gold standard, the markets were oscillating. They weren't like they are now up only, up only. They were oscillating. And when we will be on the Bitcoin standard, it will be the same thing. You won't have up only markets. You'll have, you know, waves and it will be hard to, to beat Bitcoin. You, you will basically gamble on the stock market and maybe there will be value investors that will be able to gain more Bitcoin by, uh, you know, doing the stock marketing. But even then, you know, even when we will be on the Bitcoin standard, the best thing will be to buy and hold and it will forever appreciate. And I want to say another thing about Bitcoin market cap, because, you know, everyone thinks that when we will end up uh, when the market cap will be around 100 trillion trillions or 200 or 300 it will not you know it will not advance a lot and it will be better to do other stuff with your money and that's wrong and i think bitcoin market cap will end up in crazy values like think about what happened with the corona crash it was a market liquidity issue where a few 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 dollars a few amount of wealth could bring the market down a lot like with a hundred millions you could bring the market down uh, like one trillion because there wasn't much liquidity you know hmm. it wasn't like in the corona crash all the people took their money out and we took away one trillion of wealth from the market. No, it was a few a few dollars that brought the market down because there wasn't much liquidity. And I think that's the same thing. It will happen with Bitcoin. Uh, we will have at one point a liquidity vortex, a liquidity gap that will bring the 
Bitcoin market cap way up, like way up. People will be asking, how can this thing be worth, you know, maybe five, three times the amount of wealth in the world. They will be asking that, how can this market cap exist? And that's how it will end up there with liquidity issues. And we'll have, uh, you know, it, it will be crazy. I, I think we will end up living through that in our lifetime, but you know, th that's how, that's how bullish I am. <laughs> oh yeah. I, you know what I, what I love, um, what I love is that we, we come up with all these different theories and it, it's fantastic because all of these theories and ideas that we come up with, right. They're all from known models. They're all from things that we know, but Bitcoin is something that we really don't know. We've never had an asset like this, right? With the, with, you know, with the hard cap, the known monetary policy, right? The, um, um, uh, what's it called? The difficulty that adjusts, you know, based on how much, you know, based on how much hash rate is thrown at it. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I mean, it's, it, it really is like just a completely like self-serving ecosystem. And it, it's fantastic. And I think that we don't, none of us really know the true impact. I've said this like a hundred times, but it's because I, I, it always amazes me. Like I, none of us knows what the true impact of Bitcoin is going to be. You know, the same way, the same way that back in like the, the nineties, the early nineties. Okay. Um, people were looking at the internet and, and, and it was just like, it was garbage. I mean, there were tons of enthusiasts and it was cool. But at the end of the day, like, it was like, okay, this is cool. It's expensive to get a computer and all this stuff. And yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting, right? But people didn't really get it. And now all of a sudden, every single one of us has a phone that can do, you know, a hundred times what a PC in the 90s could do. Even a thousand times in some cases. So it's just, it's absolutely remarkable. So I, I think that... You know, I, I think that Bitcoin is going to do the same thing for finances, for money, um, for value, you know, for value retention and transmission. It's anyways, we don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Look, after I learned how Bitcoin works for me, it was really, I, you know, um, growing up in this world, like, you can't imagine things are possible like being fully decentralized and being successful or working right and i really think that you know may i might be right but i think this is alien te technology you know i don't think satoshi was a human entity <laughs> and it's you know it's amazing for me how this thing fundamentally is perfect it's absolutely perfect. You can't, you can't, you can't bring it down. No matter how you think, you can't imagine anything. You can't bring this thing down. It's it was built fundamentally in a perfect way. It's it's perfect, and it was the first thing. Like we humans, we always always iterate on technology, but Satoshi came and brought it 
in a perfect way. It was perfect from the beginning in a fundamental way, because I know it's software always it's improving and so on. So the, the code was not perfect. I, I understand that. And we were, we're, we're still improving the code and Bitcoin and so on. But in, a, in the fundamental way, it, it was perfect. And to me, it was amazing. How could someone come and bring this, invent this thing and be perfect from the start and, you know, be something that none of us could have imagined. Like we all thought the pyramid is the structure of uh, human society. It's how we all work. It's a pyramid and you can make a distributed decentralized system work. You can do that. It's impossible. And many people still think that and Bitcoin was was something that blew everyone away. And I, I don't, it, to me, it's, it's not looking like it's uh, human technology. I know maybe many of you don't believe in aliens, but look, the aliens are, are real and they're not one race, there are many races, like many people that when they think about aliens, they think about you know, the small guy, gray guys. No, there are a lot of races and uh, you could watch about this. Joe Rogan had an interview with Bob Lazar. If you could watch it, uh, he worked near Area 51. And even the government, like the, the government admits that uh, these objects, the UFOs, we don't know what they are. They're, we don't know how they work and so on. They're lying about not them not knowing how they work, but even the government like admits that uh, aliens uh, they might be real. So I think many many people don't think that aliens exist, but you know they exist and they're real, and we have a lot of proof. Not only interviews or government documents, but also uh, paintings and. Even the Bible could be considered as a, a, a historical book where if you read the Bible, you, you see a lot of technology there and you could say, oh, okay, this is proof that aliens were here and they tried to, you know, influence us or educate us and so on. So they're real. And yeah, I don't think this is human technology. I when I make memes about this, they don't get that many likes, and not a lot <laughs> of people talk about this because you're instantly, you know, categorized as a crazy guy, a crazy alien guy, and I think that's why many people don't think, uh, don't speak about this, even if they think that. Maybe Max Kaiser is saying in joke, you know, like it's alien technology and so on, dude. But yeah we I, are we are aliens okay <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah <laughs> even 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 human beings are aliens it all of this hypocritical thoughts that we have i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off but i just want you to know you know people you know people really do hate the things that touch them most deeply okay because it comes very close to people's core and you know, to, it's like sometimes agreeing with an idea like that um, makes them think of other ideas which they don't like and that touches them in a way that they don't, you know, inter you know inter internally, right? Mentally, subconsciously, whatever it is, you know, it gets at them in a way that they don't appreciate. But you know what? 
at the end of the day, we are all aliens. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We I think also that I think we we are all aliens, and even in Genesis, I mean, if you believe Bible to be a historical book, or if you believe Bible to be true, even in Genesis, uh, we were created in His image, and He could be an alien, and we could look look just like that race of aliens that created us and placed us on this earth. <laughs> That's right. You know, yeah. it's it, dude, this is what's awesome about all these theories. You know, eventually something will be known. Eventually we will know the truth, I believe. So because we're yeah. looking, we're yeah. looking for it. Spinty, man, this has been an epic freaking chat. Are you? Thanks. You know, I hope I've provided some, uh, you know, some thoughts for people and um i'm i'm happy to be here and to be able to speak with you man thank you so much we're gonna put your contact details in the show notes and uh yeah man you know for the people listening you gotta follow spinty8 on twitter and check out his awesome memes dude thank you so much for joining me thank you I hope you enjoyed my chat with Spinte. Uh, I think he's a really cool dude. He's one of those people that I just hit it off with on Bitcoin Twitter and totally love his memes. His contact details will be in the show notes, of course. If you want to reach me by um, email, I am coinicarus at funwithbitcoin.com. And if you want to find me on Twitter or Telegram, I am at coinicarus. Thank you all for listening. Catch you all next time.